I'm Michael Foster, and you're listening to It's Good to Be a Man, the podcast where we are extending God's house and father role by helping men to establish their own houses in strength, workmanship, and wisdom. This episode was originally published on my uh, old podcast, This is Foster, which we've folded into It's Good to Be a Man. Uh, We're putting it up here because we think it's related to our overall topic of manhood. It was 1990, and my family and I lived in Bloomington, Indiana. We lived in Banta Apartments, which was student housing for any IU student who had kids. My mother was finishing up her bachelor's degree. My father worked at College Mall. My brothers and I had tons of friends. Life was good. I was 10 years old. I had a mullet, and Millie Vanilli had lip-synced their way into my heart. That was the summer I set out on an epic quest with four other boys to find a mythical dumpster filled to the very top with unopened, brand new bags of Cheeto Paws. Growing up in Indiana University, student housing was pretty awesome. Every family had at least one kid, so there were always people to hang out with. A lot of the kids didn't quite speak English because their parents were students from other countries. But you didn't need much of a translator for games of tag or sitting around taking turns playing Ninja Gaiden on the NES. My best friend at the time spoke English with a bit of a drawl. Josh was from Alabama. He and his little brother, Skylar, had been living at Banta a year longer than we had. Banta was a series of small townhouses. It was an upgrade for us. Previously, we lived on the seventh floor of the 10-story Tulip Tree Apartments. But even Tulip Tree was much nicer than the equally large, but especially ratty, Campus View apartments. These three apartment complexes were like the points of a triangle, and inside the triangle was a huge field about the size of three or four football fields. It had two paths that cut through it, which all of us had to walk to University Elementary during school. But it was summer, school was out, the days were long, and we were looking for an adventure. There was a rumor going around. A friend of a friend's dad worked for Frito-Lay, and word was that they sometimes had to throw away hundreds and hundreds of bags of perfectly good chips because they had reached the best buy date. We'd been hearing this for a while, but summer boredom had set in and some recent intel that they had just filled a dumpster at the warehouse across the street from Tulip Tree finally moved us to action. Plus, we heard that it was primarily Cheeto Paws. And that was all the rage that summer. Yo, young Toms, there are some hip new snacks that push fun to the max. New Cheetos brand paws thrill your jaws. Like, get that and watch me snack. New Cheetos paws, the cheese that goes at grunge. So Josh Schuyler and my little brother Wayne and a kid named Ishtick, we called him Fishstick, and myself set out on the journey across the big field to the Frito-Lay warehouse. But we weren't the only ones. A group of thuggish boys from Campus View, eight or nine of them, 13 years old, had heard from a mutual friend what we were up to. We got to the warehouse, went around back, and there was a giant dumpster, the type that you would use when you're shingling a house. We were too short to look over the edge, so we lifted my little brother Wayne up on our shoulders. He was six years old at the time. 
Crazy thing is, it was true. The chips, the Tito Paws, all of it, it was all true. So we tossed Wayne and Skylar into the dumpster, and they threw out the chips. We each got a huge box full of 50 to 60 mini bags. We sat for a moment and enjoyed the spoils of our adventure with orange-coated fingers. It was amazing. As we headed back across the field, a friend came running to us, and he told us that the older boys were coming to take our chips. So we started jogging. Then we looked and saw a crowd coming our way off in the distance, maybe 200 yards. So we started running, so did they. Wayne and Skylar dropped their boxes and sprinted as fast as their little legs would carry them. The boys were gaining on us only 80 yards now. Josh, Fishstick, and I paused for a moment at a park pavilion in the field to catch our breath. Fishstick said, I'm going to defend my chips. Climb up with me on the roof, guys. I said, no way, there's too many. Josh said, no, I think Fishstick is right. I said, what? Are you guys crazy? Let's go. 40 yards away. I stuffed my shirt with whatever I could fit in it, left the box, and ran home. The next day I saw Josh and Fishstick, no chips, and some scrapes. I hand them each a bag of Cheeto Paws for my stash. In The Way of Men, Jack Donovan says men need a real-world gang. He explains a gang is a group of men under command of a leader, bound by a compact of association in which the plunder is divided according to an agreed convention. He says the way of men is to gang up and fight each other or fight nature. Teaching men to despise that is teaching them to despise their history, to hate their own talents, and to reject their natural place in the world. Donovan's right. This is the nature of men. What is one of the first things that the wise father in Proverbs warns his son about? Listen, my son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. If they say, come with us, let us lie and wait for blood. Let us ambush the innocent without cause. Let us swallow them alive like Sheol, even whole as those who go down to the pit. We'll find all kinds of precious wealth. We will fill our houses with spoil. Throw in your lot with us. We shall all have one purse. My son, do not walk in the way with them. Keep your feet from their path. For their feet run to evil, and they hasten to shed blood. Indeed, it is useless to spread the baited net in the sight of any bird. But they lie in wait for their own blood. They ambush their own lives. So are the ways of everyone who gains by violence. It takes away the life of its possessors. Now this may seem to contradict Donovan's claim. But quite the contrary, it establishes it. Men are naturally driven to organize themselves into a gang, into a pack. That's why Solomon's son would find such an offer enticing. That's why little boys go on a mission for Cheeto Paws, and why men form deep bonds playing Halo or whatever other video game. We desire an ordered brotherhood with a common purpose, and sometimes the purpose is wicked or just worthless. That's the problem here. These men are bloodthirsty thieves. They are the wrong sort to throw in with. But men need to find the right sort. There's a study, I don't recall its name, but it studied how the sexes socialized differently. They placed two chairs in a room. When two girls were in the room, they turned the chairs so they faced each other. But when they put two boys in the room, they had the chairs sitting side by side. This makes sense. For women, the relationship is the mission. Eve was brought to Adam to be a helper, and she is the mother of all living. 
There's a reason women gravitate towards teaching, nursing, and counseling. But men aren't women. We form relationships around the mission. Women's chairs are situated so they can look at each other. Our chairs are side by side, facing out at a world we were born to rule over. Most men's ministries are just women's ministries, but with bacon. Getting up at the crack of dawn on a Saturday to talk about my feelings in a half circle over coffee and breakfast always made me die a little inside, and I know I'm not alone. Men hate this. I hate this. It's good for chicks and not men. Tony Esselin recently told me you have to get the men together sometimes to do things, constructive things, and not just talk, do things. Men will open up just fine when they work side by side. You want to start a men's ministry? Do stuff. Fish. Fix something. Start a business. Shoot guns. Learn skills. Work together. Whatever. Just know that men aren't going to be enticed by sitting in a half circle where you merely talk about your feelings. We need order, purpose, and mission. Here's the straight truth. Video games are more masculine in their design than most men's ministries. You can make fun of them all you like, but can you do better? If not, shut up and get to work.